So let's talk about, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, Tony, AD, and myself, we all used to be in New York at a, at a, at a certain time. I left before the two of you brothers, um, but now you all have left, uh, you know, COVID. We've seen a mass exodus uh, with a lot of cats because of work from, from home and because of just, you know, COVID in general. Uh, a lot of people have left New York. Uh, I feel like so many people have gone like to LA, Miami, and Atlanta. Uh, I look at my IG feed and so many people are in those three cities now from who I knew that was back in New York. So my next question is, um, you know, now that the vaccine is out, uh, New York has opened back up more or less. Uh, do you think that New York is back and or do you think it will come back? Uh, let's start with you, Tony, as a native Queens, New York. So I'm just going to start <laughs> by saying this, because I got to represent my brother, Easy Rose uh, and Shadow in the sense of, I think a lot of people, actually, I'm not even going to go on a tangent. No, I don't think New York is back and I don't think it'll ever be back. And it, well, well I guess, it, why do you think it won't be back? Well, I guess it depends on what you mean, be back. When you say be back, do you mean the population is back? Because I, I was doing some research before this. No, and... no, you know what I mean when I say oh, back. Okay. Okay. about like the culture well, say, and the vibe of the city. I don't think it'll be back just because, just my personal opinion, growing up in New York, I feel like the moment you're in New York, I guess the short of it is the people who come to New York don't appreciate what New York offers because a lot of them kind of work on some brand or be a, or basically it, it's, it's usually work related. It's like, I want to be in fashion. I want to do music or whatever they're doing. They don't come to engulf and, and be engulfed in the culture and learn it. They just come and they, and they're just like, yo, like they'll move to the neighborhood and be like, yo, like I moved here. All right, when's the coffee shop being built? When's the um, juice shop being built? Versus like, all right, what's going on in this community? Let me invest. Let me spend money at the bodega because I know someone right. who locally lives here runs it. And, and this will help just generate money in the community. They're like, nah, I'll just go to, you know, wherever the spot is that just newly opened. Because that continues to go on, I feel like New York is not gonna ever be where it used to be. Culturally, I mean, it'll always be fun. It'll always have the spots. It'll always have the bars. Always have, it'll, always, it'll always be like, you'll, it'll always be an energy that you can't replicate. It'll always be something creative. Like every time I go to Brooklyn, it's always just like this creative energy I just feel when I go there. And it's just like, it can't be replicated. But I just feel like in terms of how it was when I was there, it's just, it's just not going to be that. Yeah, I think um, the idea of back is, I, don't, I think most cities, and that includes New York, and it's funny because we're talking about New York because New York always was its own thing. I think New York now has to deal with the same thing that most cities are dealing with. And the idea of you have to be in that city to be a part of the experience, that's actually not true anymore, right? To your guys' point, hey, you can do whatever you want remotely, right? Or you can go deal with some expat from any city, uh, just collectively do your thing somewhere else, right? I do think for New York to be New York again, but not necessarily again in the old way, but just to kind of continue the spirit of New York, it has to rethink the city itself. It has to rethink how it's going to support small businesses because that was New York was always known for, right? Mon pop businesses. That's number one. Number two, if New York doesn't solve the housing, affordable housing, and when I say affordable housing, I mean like I'm talking about middle class people, right? Like 
you have to be uber rich or super poor to actually be able to live in the city. If you're super poor, you're probably living in government housing, right? That's not going anywhere. If you're super rich, you got a house in New York, house in the Hamptons, or a house somewhere else in a whole other country, whatever. But it's the people in the middle that pays all the taxes and pay everything else. Those are the people who now don't have to be there. And you can look at all those different office buildings in Manhattan or anywhere. All these people working remotely and all the smaller businesses around those big offices or whatever, they're suffering the most. And these are mom and pa businesses, right? So until New York solve housing and really supporting small businesses, like if one of you guys right now want to go open up a bar, right, in New York right now, it'll take you a year to get a damn uh, liquor license. You got to deal with the fucking city, all the crazy ass regulations. Like, why do it? Well, you can go up to shit, um, the Catskills, do that shit for a third of the price, charge as much as New York prices and live like a fucking king, right? So New York got to really solve that for it to be quote unquote back. I think everything you said was really great points and, and kind of mirrored the same thinking that I had, right? I think that, like you said, like, it, you know, because of, of COVID and the fact that businesses now see that, you know, work from home can work in so many different ways, shapes and forms. I think that you mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to be in New York physically anymore, right? And, um, you know, if you could have X job, maybe go to New York twice a month, but you live in Charlotte or you live in Miami or whatever, right? Like your quality of life becomes exponentially better. So to your point, I think that New York and I think Chicago too, yeah, as, as well as uh, SF and maybe LA too, like has to solve the problem of like, how do we keep people here? How do we lure people here? How do we make it where it's like it makes sense to be here? Because, you know, just with technology and the way that technology is changing, you know, we don't we don't have to physically be places like we used to be. And then you look at like like the shit that's happening now with like the metaverse and all that shit. Right. Shit. You could be in goddamn Kazakhstan. Right. <laughs> 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 And have a whole situation going from a motherfucking basement in Kazakhstan, right? Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so it's just it's it's really interesting just to see where the world is is going and how it's changing. I know, like from a lot of folks that I talk to in HR across different categories and different industries too, they'll tell me like, "Hey, we can't even hire people because uh, they're like, yo, we're we're not coming back to the office." Oh, yeah, that's that going back to the office thing is a wrap. And most businesses are actually reducing their footprint because they can save money. Yeah. So you know how much it costs to set up an office desk for per per employee? You got a, a desk. You got to think about the phone. You got to think yep. about the, the Internet for that shit. Oh, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. Well, I so, think that. You know, oh, no, I was just going to say like, so, yeah. So if you got folks where you can like just ship them a laptop and say, hey, do your thing. Yeah. It, it changes a lot. I mean, there are folks now, I was actually just reading something that were, where somebody was saying like, you know, a, a large contingent of folks will even take a pay cut so they don't have to deal with an office. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when I worked at IBM as a consultant, I didn't technically have an office. My first day, they gave us a laptop, a company uh, credit card, and a phone. That was literally like a little small business setup, right? So, yo, it's funny now, that was 2014. And now that's the world now. Everybody's in this consultant work anywhere mindset. So it's amazing how things just caught up like that.
Yeah, I remember when I was at McCann and McCann had this whole thing uh, called hoteling, right? Yep, yep. And, and basically nobody had an office or a desk. Like you literally got your laptop, you took it home with you, you came into the office every day and you sat wherever you wanted to sit. Yeah, first and, come, first serve. Yeah, so like you could sit anywhere, you could do whatever. Like there was no concept of like a owned a uh, piece of, of real estate in the office for you. So I think that, and that was what, 2015? That was so quick. Now we're, we're talking seven years later, uh, post pandemic or during pandemic or whatever, whatever phase we're in right now. Uh, I think it's just interesting. And I think that, uh, you know, ultimately these companies are going to have to pivot if they want to yeah. retain, if they want to retain top talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Now, I was just going to say, I think it also depends on, um, if we're talking about agency life, I think it also depends on if you have a parent company, because like I know from a previous agency, agency I was at, you know, it starts to get told from the top down, like, hey, we're paying rent for this space, we need to fill it. And then it becomes a situation of like, all right, now you, to your point, a lot of people start leaving companies because com some companies are like, hey, like you need to come in because we need to justify why we're paying I don't know, 20 grand a month for this rent and we don't have anybody more here. More than that. Uh, yeah, probably more than that. These motherfuckers um, paying a buck 50 a month. <laughs> right, and that's one office. <laughs> Shit. Right. That's one office. Oh, so before we wrap this up though, would you, will you, will, will either of you guys go back in office? Like, like even if it's uh not like you got to go every day, but like, hey, like we have an office. We want you to come in two days a week. You, or something like you know that. what I miss? Uh, honest to God, like I love working from home and all that. But what I do miss, and this is super shallow, but fuck it, I don't care. What I do miss about going to work, I miss being fresh, bro. Like, you know, I would throw on, you, you know how I used to come into the office, bro. I have on a motherfucking blazer or like some dope ass shoes and like a coat, hey. whatever. I got on a pound of cologne coming through that bitch, smelling like all types of <laughs> motherfucking Creed and Tom Ford, right? Like, <laughs> right? I like that shit, bro. I like going to lunch and fucking having a 12 or $15 lunch and like flirting with the girl downstairs and the security, whatever. Like all that shit was an experience. I miss that to a certain extent. I do. And what I miss about that, that whole idea of coming in as a, a creative, I get inspired by shit I see, right? So this idea of serendipity is kind of all online as opposed to seeing things in the real world, right? Because, you know, you would be on the train or your car, like you get a chance to just kind of like have your space. And it's, you, I get inspired by shit I see or experience or run across, you know? And New York, that was the beautiful thing about New York. Like you can be on your way home or meeting somebody and you may run into a fucking film festival happen on the side of a building, right? Or somebody doing yeah. a street festival, like literally like next to a, a garbage dump and the shit be cool, right? So that's what I miss is that this idea of serendipity um, in terms of going to an office. I do miss some of the camaraderie, but I could truthfully say being able to pick up Garvey every day at a certain time, I, can, I, I like that, right? But I do miss coming into office. I think whenever I do move back to, you know, whatever city I'm going to end up in, in the next couple of months or so, I'm going to do a hybrid thing when I go into office, maybe once or twice a week, but mostly work remotely because that's just the world we in. You get shit done. Yeah. 
just get shit done. You know what? Um, yeah, I agree with what I, what I did hate about going to the office and, and what I'm not exposed to now, like I hate that that office bitching and gossiping. Yeah. Like to be away yeah. from that. Politics. That, the last two years, like where it's like literally everything that I do now, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. Ain't nobody, <laughs> ain't nobody coming by me talking and fucking, you know, talking shit or whatever. Like none of that exists. So I'm literally doing my shit, sending it off, you know, doing a call or whatever, but there's no extra peripheral conversation. And I right. appreciate that. I did miss the long yeah. lunches. Bro, you know how I used to do. I tear lunch up. Oh man, especially you former media guy here. Uh, summer, on, on a summer Friday. Bro, uh, I will I will bust a lunch all the way out. Damn, good times. I miss that, man. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so real quick, another quick segue. So thinking about right now, uh, we're in February. Obviously, the Super Bowl is not this week, but next week. Thinking about one. Who are you all's pick to win the Super Bowl? A. B. What do you think about Tom Brady's uh, retirement? And then C. What are just some ads or brands that like you've seen doing some interesting stuff and that like you think are going to be in the Super Bowl and that you think are going to be doing interesting Super Bowl stuff? I'm going to go for the Bengals, right? What about you? Why are you going for the Bengals? I've never seen them win the Super Bowl. And I used to like Icky Woods back in the day. So, you know, whatever. Because I know none of the players. I have no clue about any Yo, of do you remember when Icky Woods got his ass knocked out? <laughs> yeah. Yo. <laughs> we dating ourselves. I'm sure talking like, who yeah, the fuck is Icky Woods? That shit happened in like 89. I remember that boy got hit and they knocked his big ass out. <laughs> he was a big dude, man. So whoever <laughs> clocked him, what, he, he put that thigh on his face, man. But um, in terms of like. No, that, you, don't even think... know, you don't even know who Icky Woods is, do you? Hell no. I wasn't born. <laughs> <laughs> what was the second question? He was a tailback with a big old ass. Yeah, he, he did the Icky Woods shuffle. He used to do a dance when he scored, but then yeah, I think it was, it was I think it was Steve Atwater knocked his ass out. Yeah, it was the, it was the Icky Woods shuffle. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube somewhere. Oh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Hey, I don't. Hey, listen, like it or love that guy. And I got every reason not to ever like that motherfucker being a Falcons fan. Atlanta. Man, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up, man. Don't bring that shit up, man. Fuck that. Don't bring that shit up. But listen, you can't deny the guy. He got, what, seven rings? Eight? Some shit like that? He's been to 10 Super Bowls. 10 Super Bowls. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. Bro, my favorite quarterback of all time was Joe Montana, right? And I got to admit, Tom got it. He's he's probably the greatest football player football player ever bro you can't take it away from him. he's one with two different teams i mean the guy you can't take it away from hey listen i know the whole you know deflate gate was like some bullshit but let's keep it real that was but if you could throw a flat football and make motherfucking score you still gotta be pretty good to do that because i can't throw no motherfucking flat football i can't throw a football period nigga so fuck it Low-key, I think the only reason why a lot of people don't like Tom Brady is because of two reasons. One, um, because they saw that uh, MAGA hat in his locker that one time. And then two, uh, I'm sure uh, one, I'm sure a thousand could, could relate to this. Similar to the Jordan era, I think people just hated seeing him win. Like, I mean, 
I didn't I didn't really watch basketball then and I don't want to switch subjects, but I'm sure just seeing someone win consistency back to back and like, fuck, when is this guy gonna lose? But you what? know what though? People just hate I, that. I hear what I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know if Jordan like felt that type of hate, right? Because Jordan also went through a lot of years of getting his ass kicked. Like Jordan got his ass kicked by Detroit by the Celtics like he went through some shit so he had some adversity before he won all them years in a row right then he left you know he came back like Jordan has an overall brand story that's actually pretty fucking amazing right um Brady he he also has an interesting brand story the fact that he was drafted 199 and like you know yeah uh, he wasn't on the top at all right he wasn't a top player yeah. at all right but then he kind of came from this underdog status but then he kept winning. But then also Brady kind of had a little smug kind of arrogance about himself too, which I don't know works as well as being like, you know, a handsome white boy. Cause he's also a six foot four good looking white boy who, you know, dates actresses and models and married a Brazilian model. Like he, you know, like he got some shit that you could hate on. Right. So yeah, I think but part the, of his just love part the of the hate kind of came around like all of that too. Then you throw on the MAGA hat, it's like a little bit too much for everybody to see. Yeah, I mean, I personally just hey. hate him because he's Boston. You know, he was he was in well, Boston. Well, do y'all you know y'all motherfuckers the only team to stop for the most? I know. Right? We'll, so we'll take those two. You take those two. I'll say Eli with those two W's, but we'll take them. But hey, you know, everybody hates a winner. Probably that 2007 Super Bowl, that probably was the greatest Super Bowl in sports upset ever. Because yeah. the Giants it was undefeated. The Giants can't, they was a nine and seven wild card team. They made it to the Super Bowl and they beat a 17 and 0 team. That shit is actually incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I won't lie, Eli is goofy as fuck, but. He knows, he knows that, how to win a chip. That goofy corn fed <laughs> motherfucker beat Tom twice. Exactly. Right. Two times. I can't and, I can't claim that shit. And, yeah, and he half the time you look at you look at Eli, he looked like he got a motherfucking problem. <laughs> he looked confused. Uh, he won, you know when he somebody won. walk in a building, they look confused and like, what the fuck? That's how Eli yeah. looked, bro. But that motherfucker, but that motherfucker is going to the Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. He won. I can't even have that shit on the Falcons. Motherfuckers won. And that's all that matter, bro. Tom Brady yeah, won. He won. Motherfucker um, won. What, what was your so, third question, Thousand? My, my third I, question I was just, just about ads in general. Like, uh, so I heard Super Bowl sold out. Seven uh, mil, yeah. They sold Pride. out on Monday or Tuesday, I think, right? Um, so. Sold out of actually, like inventory for ads? Yeah, so they they're out of ad space, and you know each one of those ad spaces, I think is I think it's at like five point six right now, or something. I article that says seven. Is it seven now? No way. Oh shit! I saw article said seven. All right, well shit, we at seven. I'm wrong. Uh, so, so you talking seven million dollars for thirty seconds? And you just placing an ad. That's it. Yeah, you didn't create the ad. So creating the ad could be anywhere between. 400 and probably a million right tony yeah i mean honestly if you're doing a super bowl ad you spend in at least 1.5 at least 1.5 
maybe maybe yeah yeah 1.5 million one 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 1.2 to 1.5 mil for 30. so so you so right now you had damn near 10 million dollars damn near 10 million dollars oh, wait real quick and that doesn't include any celebrity shit you paying on the back ends but yes yeah, my bad go ahead wait i thought the 1.5 would be all in nah that's like production that would be like production costs and that would that would be just a production cost 1.5 to shoot it edit it do any vfx but like if you're doing like the um celebrity payment that's gonna be separate for sure that's like that so, might be so, another so, so if you got fucking idris Elba, if you got idris in that spot you might be paying another 600 on top yeah, you talking about a spot just to produce could easily be two men. On top, of you got to place a bitch for another seven. But that's 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 for thirty placing, seconds. That's placing it just in the Super Bowl. Yeah, your, that's true. Your flight is probably gonna be six weeks after the Super Bowl too. And now so it's a little bit before. That. It's it's kind of weird because I don't know if y'all seen that last year, but like I know like ABC or some, it was some some local st- station that they'll do like a a day where it's like. They talk about Super Bowl ads, some of them before the Super Bowl. It's kind of weird. Like, this weird, like, it kind of launches before it launches. I don't know. But. Yeah, a lot of Super Bowl ads, and I've seen this for years, where a lot of Super Bowl ads would be on YouTube first. So they might go on YouTube, like, Monday, and then they actually, like, launch, like, during the Super Bowl and broadcast. They'll launch on that Sunday, and then that'll start, like, their flight that'll last for, like, six or eight weeks. It's funny. I have yet to see a Super Bowl ad because – all the TV I consume has no advertising in it, Dang. right? I mean, I'm just being real. I've been, you know, mostly Hulu. I mean, you know, you know how to stream it. Ain't going to get no pub. You ain't paying for shit. So, yeah, I just don't see any advertising, right? Unless so I go actively on YouTube, you know, and look for it. You know what's funny about advertising? Like, you know how, like, certain services you can pay to turn the ads off? Yeah. So I recently, I know you don't want to name drop, but fuck it, I will. So I, I signed up for Christmas. They did a Hulu uh, deal, right? And that mm-hmm. Hulu deal was like, you get ads and all that, but you get access to the content for 99 cent a month for a year. Literally, I'm paying a dollar a month, but I'm getting served so many ads that I'm yeah. down here like, yo, I'd rather pay $15 than I see shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because in my head i'm thinking i'm like these ads are for poor people <laughs> <laughs> or cheap motherfuckers <laughs> i'm like you i'm like you I'm watch like, ads you, you broke you watch God, ads man. you are poor you are a poor motherfucker that's crazy isn't that crazy <laughs> damn. That's God, funny damn. Well. but that's how i'm God, thinking damn. i'm like yo i would rather get these niggas another 13.99 so I don't see so, shit. So motherfuckers that pay almost $2 million to produce an ad, another seven to run up during the Super Bowl, it's ultimately advertising to poor motherfuckers is what you're saying. Well, I so think everybody's Disney. watching on TV. Perhaps. I, does, the Perhaps. Super Bowl run, does the Super Bowl run on any streaming services? God damn. <laughs> does it? Uh, what does it? That's a good question. No, I know it's on uh, NBC. NBC is running it, but I don't know it? if they're streaming it. it well, was, I'm Hulu, sure it is. I'm sure it is. Well, Hulu has a has a deal with NBC. Hulu got a deal with all those networks, so you can watch okay. watch it on Hulu. So it's still 
it ain't streaming, but it's delivered in the same method. Yeah, over, I mean, uh, I, I mean, well, well, what I mean is like, who has the license? Like, I know NBC does. By what you said, perhaps Hulu does. Um, but I mean, like, they might be able to to finagle it where it's like, yo, you got like, you got to watch the ads regardless of whatever your fucking. Oh, with streaming, with streaming, you're probably gonna have to watch the ads. Like, oh, you gonna watch like the live, ads, live streaming? You probably gonna have to watch some ads, regardless. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, the holding companies ain't gonna go. They're not gonna let that shit slip, buddy. They're paying too much to be a part of shit. You gonna somebody gonna watch the motherfucking <laughs> ads? Hey, shit. You know they got their streaming farms. I'm not gonna talk about that. That's a whole nother pod, but. Let's talk about content real quick. What's uh what are you all watching right now that's interesting? I'll I'll say from my end, I just started watching uh Dope Sick. Have you all seen that on uh Hulu? I've heard nice. of it, I haven't seen it, but oh. I know what it's about. So I'm about six episodes into Dope Sick. Uh <laughs> I think you all should watch that. You should check it out. What's interesting about it is uh you know, you got like the, the big multinational uh, pharmaceutical company uh, with these white boys, the Sackler family. And uh, mm. it's just interesting to see how these motherfuckers freaked the whole game and basically became, you know, legal drug dealers. And strung that's out, what pharmaceutical companies are. They strung out a whole contingent of the United States. And as, as I'm watching it, I'm watching it, right? And I'm like, God damn, I didn't even know this shit was happening. I was oblivious. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. because we didn't get the we didn't get the prescriptions. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, so you're like, talking about you, the whole like, fentanyl thing, right? Nah. Well, I'm no, just saying the as whole white people. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Most as niggas men. was most niggas, <laughs> you know, we, we we deal with pain with goddamn it, Tylenol and a bottle of <laughs> and, and some robotussin. And some robotussin. And a blunt. <laughs> We'll be like, fuck it. We gonna just deal with this shit. We done dealt with pain so many years. It's like, nigga, pain my middle name. Right. Low, low TV yeah. came out on top. But I'm watching this shit and motherfuckers falling out OD and I'm like, God damn, when was this happening? And this shit was happening in like 2007, 2008. And I was like, oh, I was living my best life. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching um, For All Mankind, ironically, on Apple TV. Because at first I like, man, Apple don't really have great shows but i went back and started looking at them and i'm like okay these shows are actually produced very well and for all mankind is a period piece of you know uh the space program actually being like rethought right in a whole nother perspective they even rethought history throughout the entire series like you know uh ted kennedy was the president at one point before uh ronald reagan was president right and um you know the russians oh, actually like all fantasy it's fantasy in a period kind of point of view. And, you know, it's about a race to Mars and the moon and shit. And the Russians actually land on the moon for America. It was all propaganda based, but the shit is kind of cool. It's, it's actually well-directed, well-written, and it's shot extremely well. So uh, at first I thought it was going to be kind of goofy, but I'm like, oh, this shit kind of cool. Two seasons, third season's coming out soon. So I've been watching that shit. It's been good. And what's it called again? For All Mankind. On Apple. Yeah, on Apple. What I'm like okay. about what they're doing too, they're playing with content in a way that's kind of well, it makes sense in a tech company. So, you know, once you're watching the actual 
show, you can use your phone to have an augmented experience from different things from the show. So some of the, the rockets and some of the, the technology in the show, you can see the shit in the real world through your phone or iPad, right? And you can do it all through the Apple TV in your own home. So they're, they're, they're playing around with this whole mixed universe of mixed reality within content and streaming. So I think they're doing a cool job, you know? Something to check out. That's dope. Tony, yeah. what do you think, bro? What you watching? A uh, couple things. So I, I wrapped up, I, I rewatched Master of None um, just because I was kind of missing New York and I was just watching it and like, I feel like the way it was shot and just the comedy was actually really good. What, um, the last season or like from the very beginning? Nah, from the very beginning. I mean, the last season was really good. I, I loved how they did that. But from the very beginning, I just thought um, just the story was just like, it, it was just a modern day version to me of like Seinfeld or, or one of those shows where it's like dating and just shit going on in New York. And, and I just thought it was just shot very well. Um, yeah, to, I, I to, like Master of None, specifically like that second season, um, the second season and like the third season, I feel like almost, well, maybe more so the second season, I feel like there it's almost kind of like a love letter to New York City. I agree. And, uh, and that's actually what I loved about, I don't know if you all saw that show. Uh, what's that show, Love Life? Love Life? Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. It's, uh, I think it's on HBO. The, the, the second season had that corny nigga. You think he's corny? That's a corny ass nigga. For, for, for a black man? <laughs> Bro, that's a corny William, ass. What is, his name is William Jackson. He plays Marcus. Bro, I that's do, a I, corny nigga. I, I ain't gonna lie. I watched it. I, I, I don't mean even go on a tangent, but oh I watched it, and it, there was a couple of things I was like, "Damn!" Like as a thirty-year-old in the in the in the dating world, I was like, "Yo, this shit is kind of real." But I will say, similar to Insecure, there's a way they wrote him as a as a black man that I just couldn't relate to. I was like, I would never let that rock in my head. But you know what? But just but how I, I grew up. I think about too, like like he he's a uh, he's a very specific archetype, right? Yes. Like and then and then you saw like when they did like the flash or the the episode where he went back to his house in Ann Arbor or whatever. Like he's basically a suburban nigga, right? So suburban niggas like they live by a different code and a different ethos versus a city urban nigga, right? I don't right. know no niggas from Ann Arbor. I know the right. ghetto niggas. Uh, two from Ann Arbor. I know Chicago ghetto niggas. I know niggas who from fucking Queens and from fucking, you know, BK and, and Harlem. Yeah. And it, it's just a different way of living and interacting. And it's a different ethos, right? Right. So as I'm watching that, I got to realize like, yo, this is written from a perspective of a nigga who didn't grow up like me. Not discount his experience at all because his experience is actually very similar to a lot of motherfuckers out here, right? Just not mine. <laughs> so when I look at him and I'm like, this nigga is a cornball or herb, then it's like, I mean, it's cornball and herb niggas out here. You think he'd catch a fake? Bro, that nigga couldn't live nah, where I live. Nah. <laughs> he, 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 couldn't, bro. Uh, he couldn't, he couldn't. Bro, a it. nigga press him and have him in a headlock in three minutes, bro. <laughs> 
Nigga get his oh pockets ready. Right, what, sho- what shoe size you wearing? His shoes would be old. Like two minutes. So is he Bro, like the new Wayne nigga. Brady? <laughs> just, just, it's a different world, bro. It's a different world. He he make Wayne Brady look like Tupac. <laughs> God um, damn! Here, here we go. <laughs> that, and then, and then, then sees. Did you see that last uh, special on Netflix? What I sees? The twenty uh, minute comedy. Yeah, special? I thought it, I no. thought it was, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool twenty minute cool. joint. Like he went to the uh, what was that joint in in New York? The comedy cellar. Yeah, he went to the comedy cellar. He did a couple of jokes. To me, to me, um, that was I know you didn't see it, but just to give a brief synopsis, I just felt like he had a couple of jokes. He was in New York. He wanted to test it out, and he had a he obviously had to deal with Netflix since we recorded it and sold it to him. But uh, I just felt like it was just a quick bag. Like I don't think he was really trying to do nothing serious with it. Um, and then yeah, the last two things I was watching: um, Ozark uh, last season. Yeah, I've been hearing about Ozark. Heard it's good. I think it's real good. I think I think honestly, I, we we again another podcast. But I think I think Ozark to me, depending on how they end it, might be like top eight shows ever, in my opinion. And then we could debate that on another podcast. Yeah. And it, I, I, it, it and again depend exactly like you said. It depends on how they end it because um, I, I, you know I think it's right now it's it's at its crescendo. And then it's like it's gonna kind of taper off, and, and we're gonna see what like happens next. And a lot of times shows will fuck that up. Yeah, I actually think Breaking Bad. I love Breaking Bad, but I feel like once they got to like the crescendo of it, and then kind of how it ended, I was like, eh, is this how we ended? That's funny. I actually thought the opposite. I hated how they did the season, but I loved how they ended it. That's interesting. Really. Yeah, I liked how they ended it. I felt like they wrapped it up perfectly. I mean, I, I knew that I knew that fam was gonna was gonna die, right? Like, I mean, the nigga yeah. had full blown cancer, so we knew he was gonna die. But I just I don't know. Like, I I feel like it could have ended something better could have happened to me. Okay. But I think overall, to me, Breaking Bad was probably one of the best shows ever. Yeah, um, Better Call Saul. The break off from that is even just as good. Interesting. Well, Carol, I, I gotta get into I, this. You know, I, didn't watch I, still, I still haven't watched all of that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, man. It's gotten good because you get the backstory. You get the backstory of the uh, chicken man, the lawyer, you get the backstory. And the lawyer. All the lawyers. You get it. You get. You get Saul's entire okay. backstory. It's now just that, good. Yeah. That's on the. That's on the list for sure. Um. And yeah, Euphoria is the last show, but uh, thousand. What? What? What are you watching? Uh shit. So I'm watching. I'm watching Ozarks. I just finished all of that. I'm watching Euphoria. I'm actually not feeling Euphoria this season, uh, like I was in the first season. Like that first episode of Euphoria, where they gave a backstory on like the little drug dealer homie. That was good. Yeah, I thought that was good. But now, as I'm watching it, I'm like, all right. Well, what what's the rest of this shit? Like, what is this? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, what, what's what's gonna happen? Like it's only so much I get of like a little druggy bitch in the suburb. Like what's, what's going to happen. Right. I mean, she's basically um, a fiend, but yeah. Right. She a dope fiend. Dope fiend. She nothing from good. What? She a functioning, she a functioning dope fiend basically. Right. That Dang bitch is man. a functioning dope fiend at 17 years old. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. And, and this is not even, this is kind of off subject. Right. But, I mean, I get everybody got their thing, whether they're vaccinated or not. That ain't the fun point I'm about to make. 
What do you think about somebody who was a former dope fiend who don't want to take the back? Ain't that kind of weird? Don't you think it's a little weird? Don't you think it's a little odd? Do you smoke random whatever, crack, heroin, all that shit? You never know where that come from. But wait, you don't take the back. Wait. I've seen this shit, bro. I've seen it. That's all. I just wanted to just put that out there. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. I mean, I think they watch too dark many YouTube videos. Dark wait, no, wait, bro, wait. I, I know people. Wait, I you know, know a dope fiend? You know a former dope fiend who don't want to take the vaccine? I, I know a lot of them. <laughs> that's interesting. Yo. Hey, man. Hey. Nigga, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's dark oh, wait, humor, wait, but wait, it's based wait. in reality. It's based in reality. Wait a minute. It's based in reality. So you know a dope fiend who has probably sucked a dick in an alley. <laughs> oh, who, ass. Oh, the ass. Damn. But, but they don't want to take a Moderna. No. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it's gonna be dark. I, I told you it's gonna be dark. It's gonna be dark, bro. Nigga, I quit. <laughs> hey, man. If nothing else, COVID has just really let you know where people truly stand in life. It's some Bro. funny shit. It's comical, really. You just gotta have to laugh at it. It's fucking funny. It's funny. You just gotta laugh. You can't even be mad about the shit, really. Bro, <laughs> that's some of the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's wild. And like I said, I'm not taking sides here. I don't even care where people take the shit or not. I'm just making a point, right? You know, you want That's a good ad, though. That's a good ad, though. They need to hire us, bro. That that's hilarious. Oh my, <laughs> that shit just, just gave me a headache. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying, bro. Just saying. But anyway, oh my god, man, we got to do this shit more often, man. This, <laughs> this, is, this is funny. This is some funny shit. Hey, it's funny. We often say that you know, we often say that ad bros really is, this shit is therapy. Right, because you know, a lot of times we in all Rose. Rose would be saying that for sure. Yeah, this shit is therapy, man. Because you know, cats been in on silos in the industry, and now we more silo now since we're at home. So you know, this shit is therapy more than anything. It's good That's time. it. All right, man. So I, I guess I guess we're about to sign off. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think that's a good way to end it, man. That's it's shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to end it. Now, AD. Now I got this visual of a motherfucker uh, in an alley, motherfucking giving hand jobs for crack rock, but then saying, "Nah, I ain't, I ain't finna put that shit in my arm." <laughs> yeah, you gotta love the culture, bro. It, uh, always give you good shit. That's for sure. Oh man! All right, man. Let, let's try to do another one of these at the end of the month or early next month. Yeah, man. You know, I guess somebody need to sign us off, right? Because normally it'd be Rosé. Yeah. Um, damn. It's been so I long. Can tell you, I can't, I can't I can remember tell you what, 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 what Rosé be saying. Yeah, tell me what I, he be saying. I'll tell you yeah. what it is. He said basically it's this. It's, you know, no soft talk when you're telling the truth. That's it. And bros for life. Peace. All right, brothers. It was a pleasure.